This information is subject to a disclaimer at the end of this podcast. Please ensure that you listen to the disclaimer and go to www.ubs.com for further information about UBS. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the UBS Global Research Pod Hub, a channel that shares insights from economists, strategists, and equity analysts on the pivotal questions and events shaping today's markets. My name is Alex McGee from the UBS London Equities Desk, and in this episode, which we are recording on August the 3rd, 2021, we are going to take a high-level look at the issues at play in the Latin American commodities market. To do so, I'm joined by Andreas Bockenhauser, our head of mining research in the Americas. Andreas, the CFO of a major miner, recently described the first half of 2021 as special market conditions in an earnings call, which I think succinctly summarises a key question for investors being whether truly special moves in many commodity prices can be sustained in the second half of 2021 and into 2022. Latin America is endowed with world-leading iron ore and copper mines, and with both metals being the big half-won winners. Could we delve into the key factors at play that will determine the outcome for prices and profits in the second half of 2021? Sure. Uh, So thank you for the question, Alex. Um, So iron ore supply has pretty much been rising for the better part of the last 20 years. You know, before the global financial crisis, it was driven by rising steel demand in China, as well as the rest of the world, which both were on a solid growth trajectory. Now, post-GFC, iron ore supply continued to rise. Um, And that was partly because of mining investments made pre-GFC, considering it typically takes seven to 10 years to develop an iron ore mine from scratch. Um, but also partly because select Chinese stimulus cycles saw construction activity and steel demand keep rising after 2008, thus absorbing the additional iron ore supply. Now, adding to that, supply disruptions in 2015 and 2019, respectively, and the iron ore market has effectively been much tighter than most of us envisioned early on. If we can shift now to Brazil, Andreas, can you discuss why you have such confidence that supply will continue to lift in the second half of 2021? Looking forward over the next few years, do you think Brazil will retake its prior role of being the price setter in global iron ore markets? Right, so it's a good question, Alex. So in the next four to five years, the growth plans of the global iron ore majors are pretty well defined. Um, And this is something we track very closely on a weekly basis using UBS Evidence Lab iron ore shipment data. Um, And then beyond 2025, it becomes a question about the speed by which China can develop the Simandu iron ore asset in West Africa. Um, And that asset has the potential of adding somewhere around 1 to 200 million tons of iron ore supply to the market, according to some estimates. Uh, Then the question then becomes, to what extent will Chinese and or global demand continue to absorb the additional iron ore volumes? And of course, looking at China here, their focus on curbing steel production, you know, we believe demand could slow, effectively putting the iron ore market into a growing surplus in the years to come. Um, and that is, of course, if we don't get another major construction stimulus cycle in China. Thank you very much, Andreas. Um, for the third question, um, moving on to the copper market, there is a topical important debate in markets on whether we are at the start of a super cycle in copper demand as the world shifts to electric vehicles and renewable energy infrastructure. 
What is UBS's view on the copper uh, market and the balance of copper demand and supply, and hence pricing over the next few years? Sure. So we have a slightly counter-consensus balanced view on copper at the moment uh, versus the super cycle view that has been put forward by some analysts. Uh, now, over time, we do agree that alternative energy and electric vehicles will have a larger, more dominant position to drive copper demand. Um, and we have held this view ever since UBS bought its first EV in, in 2017. However, before we get there, we also have to recognize that some of the drivers that have been driving up copper prices over the past 12 months are temporary in nature, namely stimulus, pent-up demand, and supply disruptions. Effectively, as these likely normalize over the next 6 to 12 months, we estimate that the market will become more balanced than the supercycle analysts effectively believe in the short term. Finally, and moving on to the fourth question, um, another worry for markets in Latin America is rising labor discontent and potentially rising taxes in Chile and Peru. Andreas, are you worried about the impact of these issues and other issues on copper supply? Or do you feel it's just a normal feature of the labor versus capital um, sort of debate we see at the, at the top of commodity price cycles? Yeah, it's a good question. And, and we're in the latter you know, answer of that camp. I mean, we do not estimate any significant copper supply disruptions uh, out of Chile or Peru in the next couple of years, mostly because we've been here before. And typically, governments find a way to work together with the mining industries in a way that may entail a bit more royalties to the government and local communities in some cases, but generally not to a point that it stifles investment and weighs on unemployment. Now, for over a decade, we've seen analysts estimate that the copper market will go into a structural deficit, similar to what the supercycle view is based on today. However, we've also learned not to underestimate supply growth from brownfield operations when copper prices rise, coupled with additional scrap supply and government's willingness to work out investment and production agreements with the mining industry. Thank you for visiting UBS Research PodHub. That was an introduction and overview of the pressing issues at play in the Latin America commodity markets with me, Alex McGee, and our Head of American Mining Research and Andreas Bockenhauser. Goodbye, but please tune in again for more investment insights. This content has been prepared by UBS AG, its subsidiaries and or affiliates, and is purely informational in nature. It is not investment research and does not contain an investment recommendation nor investment or professional advice. It is not an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity, and you should seek your own financial, tax, and legal advice before engaging in any such activity. UBS has no responsibility to you in relation to this content. It has no regard to your personal circumstances or investment objectives, and receiving it does not imply any form of client relationship with UBS for any legal, regulatory, or tax purpose. This content is not intended for distribution into any jurisdiction where to do so would be contrary to law or regulation. UBS does not accept any liability over the content of such material or reliance upon any information contained herein. The views and opinions expressed by any guest speaker or third party are not those of UBS. Accordingly, UBS does not accept any liability over any such views and opinions expressed by such persons. This content is the valuable intellectual property of UBS, and UBS specifically prohibits the redistribution of it in whole or in part without its prior written permission. Copyright UBS 2021. The key symbol and UBS are among the registered and unregistered trademarks of UBS.
all rights reserved.